0: Welcome to Steeping Around, sponsored by the Maya Tea Company. I am your host, Manish Shah, and we are talking all things tea, joined in studio on this lovely morning by co-host Lisa Durfis. Welcome.
1: Thank you very much. I'm really, really glad to be here again.
0: I think we're having a better week than we did last week. I was really sick last week, and I'm feeling better, and you had just moved and seemed like you are a little more settled in. Would that be accurate?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm still living out of a few boxes and still don't have anything up on the walls yet. Working on that tomorrow, but it's getting there. And I I like the place and it has a good feel to it, but yeah.
0: There is a tipping point where you get to be like 85 or 90% functional in a new home. And once that hits, everything sort of settles down. You can take a sigh of relief.
1: Well, also too, I mean, a big thing for me is to have things up on the wall. There have been plenty of times when I've moved into a place and like two months before the lease is up, I finally get my favorite picture put on the wall and then it has to come down again. So I am bound and determined not to have that happen this time. I
0: think the easiest way to ensure that stuff goes up on the wall is to have a housewarming party because you'll get things up pretty quickly. And if you do have a housewarming party, I promise to bring the beer. Well, in fact, that's what we're talking about today. The third most consumed beverage in the world tea's number two waters number one but beer is number three and in our continuing series on tea and beer we're gonna speak today with blake collins we talked to him last week about what exactly beer is It's a great show because you'll get really in-depth information on what the actual process of brewing beer is. But today, we're actually going to continue the conversation. We're going to talk about Blake's history, how he got into beer, how he likes to use tea as an ingredient in beer. And later on, we're going to dive even deeper into what he sees as the future of tea in beer and where the craft industry is heading with ingredients in general. Let's take a quick listen as we learn exactly who is Blake Collins and how he became brewmaster at the Borderlands Brewing Company. So we're here today with Blake Collins from the Borderlands Brewing Company here in my hometown of Tucson, Arizona, talking a little tea and beer. Welcome to the show, Blake. Thanks for having me, Manish. Yeah, it's a pleasure. I really love the fact that this is like our one-year anniversary, too, from the time we first met.
2: It's wild how much will happen in one year. A lot has been accomplished, and we're going to get to some of those things.
0: But uh, first of all, I'd like to know a little bit about your business, because it is a year old. So, tell us how Borderlands Brewery came to an existence and how you became a master brewer here.
2: Right. Well, maybe about two, two and a half years ago, I was managing one of the local homebrew shops, which is where I met my two partners, Mike and Miles. They were brewing, and one day they approached me and they told me, I want to start a brewery. As somebody that managed a homebrew shop, I heard that probably like two or three times on a daily basis. Right. Hard um, to take seriously. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, they came in a couple times, and then one day they asked me, hey, we want to show you our business plan. We'll take you out for lunch and a beer. <laughs> and I, I'm not wanted to pass up a lunch or a beer. So I went and I looked at it and they were just light years ahead of everything. And they knew exactly what they wanted to do and where they wanted to go. And they already had a lawyer and all these other things. And the ball was already rolling. And at the end of the conversation, they asked me, so do you want to be our brewmaster? Do you want to be part of this? And the rest is history. We found a building and... And we're sitting in the building
0: recording, since we're lucky enough to be able to do this off-site. And it's a gorgeous warehouse. You know, it's right near the train tracks. And so at some point in time during this interview, I suspect we'll have to stop because we'll hear the train right. whistle <laughs> <Yeah>. by. But, <laughs> Every 20 minutes. And so a year later, your business is so good, you're having to expand.
2: Yeah. Well, the, so the plan was never to stick with a six-barrel brew house. I mean, I can't brew the beer fast enough. People in Tucson, they want craft beer wherever they go, and they they want us to be open more often. So we're at the point where we have to expand. And so we're going to be expanding to a 20 barrel brew house here very shortly and really start cranking out some beer and finally be able to do all these fun projects that I've been planning and working on. <laughs> right. That we had to put on the shelf. <laughs> well,
0: as part of that exploration, I know that you reached out to us to talk about beer and right. tea. So why tea? What is it that interests you about tea? Are you a tea drinker? Is it something
2: that popped into your brain or something you've been thinking about for a long time? I love tea. I am more of a tea drinker than a coffee drinker. For me, tea is just so much more vast. There's so many more flavors to explore. I know you've experimented with some spices. You've experimented with some of the teas.
0: Mm -hmm. What are the flavor notes that you're looking for that you feel work with
2: beer? Typically, it depends on where I'm going with it. I like to start with an idea and build from that. So for what we're doing, I wanted to pull something from our culture and our location. And the hibiscus really came into mind when I was looking over all the teas that you had. And I've gone to countless taco shops and Mexican food restaurants here in Arizona and elsewhere. And, you know, you always see the horchata and the hibiscus-based tea. And that's what really struck me. And I was like, that sounds so beautiful. It'd be really great to take that note and really kind of transform it into something different.
1: Blake sounds like such a nice guy. You've never met him? No, I haven't.
0: He's a fabulous guy, and Borderlands is really a wonderful brewing company. We actually met them a year ago. As many of the people who listen to the show know, we run Farmer's Markets here in Tucson, and I had just started the one downtown at Maynard's which is a store as well as a fabulous restaurant. And we were down there doing our very, very first farmer's market there. And Blake and the Borderlands crew were actually there doing a beer tasting. Wow. Now, they had never actually sampled any of their beer publicly. So this was like the first time they'd ever presented their beer. So it
1: was a first for both of you.
0: It was. And they were not even open yet. And so Blake sort of came over and he started talking about teas that he liked and green tea and things that he was doing. And I was talking about the things that I was doing. And it's like when you meet somebody and you instantly realize that you sort of speak the same language and you have, yeah, and you have the same vision for what you want to do. And so the way he builds upon flavors and profiles is very similar to the way we do it with tea. So I think that that really increased the interest in both parties to work together towards trying to do some collaborations. And during the course of the year, we've tried a few. Things. Most notably, we did a hibiscus based tea. He talked about hibiscus that he sampled in taco shops, something called Jamaica. And he wanted to get that note into a beer, a Belgian style ale called Saison. 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 It's kind of a lighter beer. It's not as heavy in alcohol. It's really refreshing. And he wanted the hibiscus note to sort of bring out some of the tart florals. And so we worked on that. And after that, I've given him a different version of what I want him to try. But the thing is that they have been so busy that they literally like instantaneously grew out of what they were doing in terms of their location. So they're moving from, a, as you said, a six-barrel brew house to a 20-barrel brew house, and they're in construction now. So hopefully when they reopen, we'll have a chance to tap into some of those barrels and do more with beer.
1: Well, so are they staying in the same location? Or? They're
0: staying in the same location, but they are just increasing the actual physical capacity of that location. They just didn't have enough equipment to do all the things that they wanted to do.
1: Well, that's great.
0: It's really cool. But when we come back, we're going to dive a little deeper into the subject of tea and beer, specifically about tea culture and beer culture. They're different, but yet they're the same. You'll definitely want to hear more of that conversation. So stay with us. We'll be right back here on Steeping Around.
3: Hey everyone, this is Sarah from the Maya Tea Company, and I want to know, what happened to tea time? I know, I know, it seems like this ancient ritual, but it's not all about the porcelain cups and crumpets. It's all about a break from your busy lifestyle. When I was growing up, my parents would sit at the breakfast table together every morning and split a pot of coffee. They'd trade the newspaper back and forth and just enjoy each other before waking the kids up or rushing off to work. That was their American tea time. And now, even that seems old-fashioned. We've entered into this age of breakfast bars and Starbucks drive throughs and any amount of relaxation comes with a little bit of guilt. That's why it's more important than ever to fight for your right to relax. We should be on the front lines for tea time. And it doesn't really matter what you put in your cup. It could be tea... It could be coffee, it could be a smoothie, just a glass of water. Just take a moment every day to enjoy yourself, to enjoy your life. And if you do enjoy tea, we can help. We've got something for everybody at www.mayatea.com. And don't forget that coupon code, STEEP. Cheers.
0: back here at Steeping Around. I am your host Minnie Shah and we are talking all things tea in studio today with co-host Lisa Durfus talking about all things tea and beer. All this talk about beer is making me want one. It's almost lunchtime. I could definitely go for like a sandwich and a little ale.
1: That sounds great.
0: I think that would be a really fabulous idea. It's beautiful outside too, so nothing like sitting on a patio with a cold beer and a nice sandwich. Are you much of a beer drinker?
1: Um, you know, periodically.
0: All this talk about craft brew, though, I'm sure has made you want to get a little bit more into it.
1: Absolutely. And I really had no idea how involved beer making is. So, yes, the next time I do open up another beer, I'm going to think about it a little bit more.
0: Speaking with these brewmasters really gives you an in-depth view into their world and to the things that they're working on and how much care they put into their beer and Absolutely. into their art
1: it really makes you appreciate what goes in to that bottle of beer. So this has been very enlightening for me.
0: Well, for further enlightenment, we definitely want to go deeper into the conversation with Blake Collins from the Borderlands Brewing Company. We actually talked a little bit about beer culture and tea culture and where the two meet because they're quite different, as well as the future of tea and beer and where future collaborations might go. Let's take a listen. Now, up to this point, you've used, like you said, hibiscus, some chamomile, and some local things. But I, of course, will be pushing you in other directions because I think you can add smoky elements, floral elements, Absolutely. fruity elements, even some coconut. And tea can do that because it does have the terroir of where it comes from very similar to wine. Right. But Absolutely. what's not similar to wine is beer culture. And I think it's <laughs> interesting to think of tea culture being somewhat synonymous to wine culture. And if you look at beer culture, it seems sort of laid back mm-hmm. and easygoing, right. whereas sometimes tea seems to be a little bit more formal. Right. How do you rectify in your own mind the difference between the two? Do you think it's really that vast or that a
2: bridge can be built that everybody can appreciate? I, I think the bridge is already there. I really do. People that enjoy craft beer and people that enjoy fine teas, they enjoy the better things in life they want something quality. They want something that's hard to find or something that speaks to them and actually has a story, like you said. I know from the times that I was here and you were serving that hibiscus beer that we created, there was a
0: lot of interest and people really liked it. Now, we've yeah. never really explored that. Do you think that it can take like a larger acceptance? I understand on one hand, it's really easy for a brewmaster with really advanced palate to say, wow, this tastes really, really great. But do you think that the everyday person who comes to breweries like this
2: will accept it and embrace it? I definitely think so. The people that I did let try it, who aren't normally craft beer drinkers not only were they awestruck by the color but they tried it and they're like wow i want to try some more can i have another pint please (laughs) yes it was very refreshing that's for sure
0: (laughs) so do you think that tea and beer is here to stay i know that we've got two other brewmasters who have done work with us as a my tea company but i'm not sure if it's a fad or if it's something that has some longevity and something permanent
2: i really think, and I really hope that it's here to stay. I see the craft brewing industry trending towards what's new. Where can we push beer next? And so that either comes through the hops, the malts, new yeast strains. And then after that, there's this vast ocean of ingredients and ideas just waiting to be tapped. And tea is a serious part of what we can explore. So as time goes by, I think we're going to see more and more breweries collaborating with tea companies and wanting to get these quality ingredients into their beers. That's awesome. I believe the same. I think the flavors
0: do complement one another. And I think that there is a long-term future for some classic things that could come out of a marriage between beer and tea. Definitely. So if someone was looking for Borderlands beer, Mm -hmm. how do they get some? Where can they find it? Where can they get more information?
2: So right now, if you're lucky enough to live in beautiful Tucson, Arizona, our tap room hours are Wednesdays and Fridays, 4 to 7. Saturdays, 12 to 4. Or if you're up in Phoenix, you can find our beers. So what is the website address where people can find you? Borderlands com. you definitely want to stop
0: by and check out borderlands brewing company it's a beautiful space with beautiful beer and lots of great people thank you very much for taking the time blake for Pleasure joining me and giving us a little tour into the world of beer
2: and how it overlaps with tea i look forward uh, to what we can do in the next same year Same here. Eh? yeah that's right here's to many more years here you go cheers <laughs> cheers my friend
1: You know what? One of the things that Blake said reminded me of a phrase when he was talking about how he had tested the beer and they said, oh, this is really good. I'll have another pint. Um, I don't know if you know this expression, mind your P's and Q's. Surely our parents have all sure, told us I, that. definitely. Well, that goes back to beer drinking days, mind your pints and quarts.
0: Well, that's cute isn't I did, that i had no idea I know, a
1: lot of people don't know that but that's where it came from
0: that's fascinating
1: yeah and i mean because how many people ask for another pint but in the old days or a brewmaster they would say that
0: that's the way it would be
1: yeah it just reminded me when he said that
0: it's a cute story I can't wait to work with him for the upcoming year. I think it's going to be fabulous. Some of the things that we're going to be able to create.
1: Yes. And he sounds like someone that will be perfect to work with you because you guys do have a very similar vision. And I think good things are going to come from that.
0: Well, for those of you out there who are home brewers and looking for some ingredients to use in your beer and tea collaborations, guess what? We have them. You can find all kinds of wonderful loose leaf teas at mayatea.com. That's M A Y A T E A.com. Of course, you can listen to all of our past shows at steepingaround.com. You can also find us at iTunes. And if you're a fan of the show, you can fan us on Facebook. We have Facebook sites for both Steeping Around as well as the Maya Tea Company. Next week, we're going to continue our conversation about beer and tea. We're going to talk to another brewmaster, Spike from Terrapin Brewing Company. And I got to tell you, he's very different than Blake. You're going to really enjoy listening to the interview that we've done with him and the collaboration that we worked on with their company and our jasmine green tea. Thank you so much for joining me this week in studio, Lisa.
1: Oh, my pleasure. It's been a great learning experience.
0: Thanks to all of you for listening. And remember, you're going to have to mind your P's and Q's this week as you're steeping around with us. Cheers.